Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers, LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up. Especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House. Hello, hello, and welcome to another show. Today we got Will Meadows. Sarah Meadows. Kevin Delp. Melissa Delp. Ryan Pills. And Jonah Duke. In the house. We're all back in the house today after hanging out, most of us, at the Southern Fried Gaming Expo this past weekend in Atlanta, Georgia. This was like our third or fourth time going to that. Yeah, we enjoy it every year. It's a lot of fun. The boys have a great time playing all the video games. Melissa and Kevin got to hang out and play the pinball games. Yep, we got to play lots of pinball, and Melissa, of course, racked up her high scores. What were the uh, what were the new hot pinball games? There was a Toy Story Four, Ooh, which was really that. popular, which I did happen to get the third highest score on. Pew pew pew. And <laughs> that's a um, good pinball sound. <laughs> that was pretty good. Good job. Good job. Um, the new ones they had Rush. I I think it's a music group. I don't know. Oh, it had a, a time machine yeah. band sort of theme. There was a Godzilla that table. One, that would look crazy to me because it looked like old timey Godzilla, but was obviously new because it had like LCD screens on it and stuff. What's the uh, like? What's the the Toy Story one took your picture, right? Yes. Is there awesome. like oh, they sure picture. did? <laughs> what they take your picture when you do well? Maybe we should post it so the, pe- the viewers can see as well. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa's, Melissa's focus concentr- face. Yeah, focus concentration faces. Focus. Do the screens make it better? Do you like the old timey just getting dings and like what's the? I think I like. Kind of middle. So not so much that it feels like I'm playing a video game Mm -hmm. while I'm trying to play pinball because then you're like, oh, do I need to look at the screen? Do I need to look down at the table? So not a ton of the video stuff, but not the like super old school where there's nothing. Yes. (laughs) So I, I would say not super vintage, but maybe not all of the bells and whistles of some of the newest ones. There was a Stranger Things machine, mm-hmm. and it had a big line, and it was in a tent, and there was yeah. smoke and stuff. Yeah, so last year, they had multiple Stranger Things pinballs. This year, they only had one oh, table. So I'm wondering, they just weren't able to get them back. So that's why the the line was longer. They're probably more expensive. Probably. Uh, after Kate Bush's song came out. The other machine that was that came out last year was the Mandalorian one because Mandalorian was super hot. This year, I was able to play Mandalorian, I think Melissa probably too, more than last year because it wasn't the new hotness. So I was like, oh, I got to actually play. It was fun. Enjoy it. Um, the other new pinball table was the Deadpool one. Cool. And I played that a few times, but wasn't, wasn't able to get to that as much, but it was okay. I'm not really a Deadpool fan. And you guys' whole fam came down, right? You guys are like the pinball. Tell us, tell us the stories about the hand that was. <laughs> oh. oh, so <laughs> my dad, my dad and I grew up playing pinball, so there's a lot of nostalgia there. So on Fourth of July, my dad fell down some steps and broke his pinky, and then the next finger on Ooh, the ring finger. The next yes. finger next to your <laughs> Yes. With, yeah, ring finger. <laughs> That's where you're going. Uh, no, on, it doesn't. <laughs> on his left hand. And this is week and a half, two weeks before Southern Fried Gaming. So I'm like, are you really going to come down? It's an eight-hour drive, then another three hours to Atlanta, and then you're, you know, playing pinball. and Which uses your whole body. Yes. According to it is, it is. It is a full body <laughs> um, sport. Um and my dad's like, yeah, 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 I'll be fine. His finger, his pinky was pointed the wrong way. So, I mean, it, it was a bad break. It, it, Yeah, not great. But he came down. Made it, set the high score. Yeah, he played pinball. He did say he was a little sore, but. I did see him Friday night 
he was headed back up to the room. It was pretty late. I mean, it was like 9.30. With a sling on. No, no, no. No, he had been playing intensely, and he was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go ice my hand down for tomorrow. <laughs> so, I'd be ready for round two, day yeah. two. So, so yes, he, he played with broken fingers, and I was saying that as, you know, the day after we got back, and I was there just Friday and Saturday, my... My tendons in my arms are sore <laughs> and my calf muscles are Legs. sore from standing there sort of on tiptoe because I'm short. Melissa's very short. She's the so same she... height as the bottom part of the calf. <laughs> 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 she didn't realize standing on your tippy toes all weekend yep. would make your calves so sore. What a workout. But yeah, I, I must admit, confess, I did not play a single board game the whole time. I was in the pinball machine room. Not to say that on this podcast. Sorry, sorry. I'm going to Gen Con. I'll play games there. Okay. One of my favorite ones I played was the Star Wars limited edition one. I know they had a few different Star Wars ones, but they had a subwoofer underneath. Ooh. And the guy was selling it for like $12,000 or something like that. But I, he was he was there like putting the signs. So I was asking him some questions because he had bought that machine four years ago or four or five years ago. He said, Oh, yeah, I enjoyed it, but never like got to play it as much as he wanted. So he was just reselling it. But he was showing me some of the things. The Death Star in that one, he never was able to open up. Like the like, I guess you do certain you know pinball things, and he was never able to like make Death Star open. And without cheating, you said right without so, opening the box. Without- <laughs> and then Melissa immediately did it. No, 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 no. I don't know. You did you only play it a couple times? Yeah, I think I only played it maybe once or twice. I enjoyed. Well, I enjoyed the that one, one that I the Star Wars one I played. I did hit the Death Star, mm-hmm. but it was not that machine. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was the other a, Star Wars it was one. A, one the yeah, other the one next to the near the Black Knight one. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Jonah got to swing by for a little bit. What I was did. your, this is your first time being at Southern Fried. It was. Give us the like first impressions. Uh, first, uh, first impression was there was a lot of side rooms with people playing games I had never seen before on machines I had never seen before. Oh, oh like indie game developer stuff. Yeah, like okay. it was crazy. But then when I went into some of the rooms, like with the video games and the pinball, it was, it was fun in there. It was, it was good in there. I could totally see myself playing a, playing a Smash Brothers tournament or something mm. and I saw you playing a Top Gun on uh, the video, the Top Gun arcade. Oh, I did play that for just a little bit. I'm very bad. I'm very, <laughs> very, very bad at that. I don't think I shot one thing down, but I was trying to get a cool nickname, you know, to oh, back with okay. it. So that's all that was. Worth a shot. Uh, speaking of tournaments and things, Lincoln walked away with a third place medal, like an engraved medal for the Halo tournament. That's pretty had. cool. <laughs> he pulled that off. Uh, our kids always enjoy playing the uh, werewolf. It's not really a tournament, but just werewolf all night long thing they do Friday night. And they were awake till 2 a.m. We let them stay up all night. They were so hyped. They wouldn't have, it would, they wouldn't have up on Monster Energy <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Play it all night. And uh, I got to watch like 10 minutes of one of the games where Xander, our youngest, was the youngest person in the room uh, playing werewolf with a bunch of adults. Lincoln leans over to me, who was already out, and whispers, We can't leave yet. Xander is the werewolf, and he's the only one left. They played like a game with three werewolves in it. And uh, right as I sat down, they accused Xander. One lady was like, I think it's that little boy in the blue. It's got to be him. He's like, I think it's him. And so they get to defend themselves, and Xander very calmly was like, I don't think it's me because I voted for that guy who was a werewolf. Why would I vote out my own teammate? And everybody was like, oh, yeah, that's legit. That's good sound reasoning. Okay. He's not, it's not him. And he, then it was like free and clear <laughs> the rest of the game. He had totally sold him. Everybody's voting everybody else out, bickering over everything else. He wins the game, last wolf standing. And uh, he comes over, I give him a high five, like, what in the world, man? That was amazing. And he's like, oh, man, I was so nervous. My whole body was shaking. I was, I was trying to bite awesome. my tongue so that I would, like, my lip wouldn't quiver and my mouth was so dry. <laughs> We're, we're in trouble because if he can lie that well to a room full of adults at nine, we are we're we're in for it for sure. Uh, so yeah, Southern Fire Gaming is a lot of fun. There's a lot of different things going on. We got to do a couple panels as well. We did a we kind of did our Saturday morning game show. I don't know what it was really. Uh, some of the things that we've done at TantrumCon we did as a show and gave away a bunch of prizes. Had a lot of fun. And then I also got to do a panel with uh, Marty Connell from Rolling Dice and Taking Names. We did a so you want to be a content creator panel, and we shared. Some of the experience and tips and tricks that we've learned over the years doing podcasting and video making, and that seemed really well received. There was a good number of people that turned out and a lot of people that 
asked really, really good questions. We actually ended up going a half hour over our allotted time because so many people wanted to stay and ask questions. So cool. It was a, it was a lot of fun. What, uh, any other highlights for you? What, uh, what did you enjoy, Sarah? Uh, I got to play test several new prototypes. I usually have extra time in the evenings at this event um, when the kids are off playing video games. So I got to hang out with some designers and work on figuring out solutions for problems in their game designs. I don't think they have to be secrets. Which one were you working on most recently? Um, I did a print and play of a Halloween themed game that'll be out from 25th Century Games and then also a, an expansion to Gartenbau, which is, uh, releasing at Gen Con, which we'll talk about later in the show. Oh, what a great segue. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about some of our games that we're looking forward to uh, trying out, playing, and seeing at Gen Con, where they're going to be officially released. We're also going to be, of course, talking about some of the games that we've been playing recently, as well as some that are coming to Kickstarter soon. Uh, I was going to say, let's jump into that shout out, but let's wait, because we didn't actually talk about any board games yet. Uh, anything you guys played recently in the last week or so that you want to chat about before we jump into stuff? Have we talked about Yak yet on the podcast? I don't know that we have. That's a pretty slick one. Do yeah. you get, sorry, I want to segue into something else. Do you guys remember the social media app called Yak? I do. Do you? I don't I think it was going to be it. only me. I, don't, I didn't use I it. I used it, it like I once or twice. It. I never figured it out. It was kind of crazy. It was kind of like Twitter, but kind of like Vine. Like you can only it was say short like, videos, right? Wasn't it? I yeah. thought it was like I'm short. surprised TikTok has done so well because Vine didn't do well. But maybe TikTok did well because you... no one was allowed to download it. So it was sort of like. Yeah, maybe Vine should have just let you do more than six seconds. They would have been fine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, All that's he what it was? He was only six seconds. Uh, that's the problem. It's okay. hard to be creative in six, but people were doing it. Less than three minutes has been great. Some of those vines are funny. Was Yak the okay. one which was like anonymous, geographical based? Or was Maybe. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. It was oh, weird. Yeah. It was nearby people, right? Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. I couldn't figure they, it out. They were like trying to crack down on it at some schools. <laughs> <laughs> we did talk about Yak last time. Melissa looked it up. So, aha! So we don't have to talk about the rondel right. with the great components that you play. That's with family the, friendly and the, the yak and putting the horns and the yaks and stuff like that. Anyway, this yeah. is episode one twenty one, last episode, whatever it was. We played dandelions tonight. We did. That actually ended up being good. better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was kind of good. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. You, of course, you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me guess. Kevin won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just really likes dandelions. I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't like dandelions. <laughs> Who does? What a weird name. It's a uh, strategic placement game, I guess. It's you- a dice sort of placement in a way where you are placing your pips on, uh, like say you place a three pip die, then you're moving your pawn three spaces, and then you're placing your die that you used on wherever you land, and you're trying to sort of get area control, but moving around sort of a... This, the five, five card, five card board, board yeah. and each card has different um, values. And at the end of the game, you're getting points based on the number of dice on these different valued cards. So if you have five dice on an eight value card, you're going to get like 40 points. And then you're also going to get area majority scoring as well. That's where I think a lot of the tightness and the scoring was because your pip value matters in the majority scoring, whereas yeah. it doesn't really matter in the um, card scoring. I right? like the fact that you could, if you played the same number die as someone else on that card already, you mm. can move all die of yes. that number adjacent we rolled a lot of twos in our games the two the twos, twos went all the way were, up to the highest board mm-hmm. and I, I was we, not part of that and jonah i was scared of concern jonah had laid a two on that board and shoved he could have shoved him off, to the ones it would have been his game. i didn't i re-rolled and i didn't have any twos good lucky and good. i noticed that and i went oh i'm not going to make it back around to re-roll again that was really stupid i had a two Oh, like, I could. went to re-roll just because i was like well I'll oh, and, you can, and you have to re-roll if you land on a certain spot yeah mm. Right, right, but you could have played a different dice and not play it on it, but at the time, it seemed logical. Let's get more sixes. Let's mm-hmm. re-roll. Oh, no, two was actually the magic number yep. in this game. The aesthetics of this game are simple. They're token. There's um sort of like ponds yeah, that you have, totem totems, and then you have the dice and then the cards. I felt like they all worked really well together. The mm-hmm. colors were really nice. Um, I think they felt flowery. Yeah, so. it's like a small, small box game. Really. Yeah, and it's interesting. It's only a two- or three-player game. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So you've got to have just exactly that number of players. You roll 11, and they're like the small dice. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you're just you're counting down your turn, saying, "I only have two dice left. How am I going to make the most points?" Man, I made decisions poorly early in the game. <laughs> so I think it's got some replayability because it is a pretty county mathematic strategic game, um, and it's kind of just kind of cute looking. So yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, I also got to play Cactus this week, which I think is maybe also coming to Gen Con release. I'm not sure if I saw that on the list C- or not. Cactus Town or just Cactus? Uh, Cactus Town, yeah, from Second Gate okay, Games. Good. It's a two to four player. You lay out a bunch of cards on the table and then you reveal them and you play. It's uh, totally asymmetrical. So everybody is playing their own thing in the game. So you're either the cops trying to catch the you're robbers. The trying to catch the outlaws. Yeah, deputies. You are the outlaws trying to get some money and get away. You might be the... Uh, I was the can-can yeah. dancer. <laughs> the can-can dancer. Or there's also some uh, bounty hunters in the game who are also like trying to steal horses, trying to catch a bad guy, trying to do some different stuff. And it's a programming game. The neat part about the game was that you've only got four cards to play from that you're programming with, and each of those cards has one to three actions on it. So even though you're programming and you're locking in the order that these four cards are going to be revealed in, you do have a little bit of a choice on your turn, which I super loved. I don't enjoy programming games where you just get stuck in the corner bouncing your head off against the wall, but this one gave me just enough freedom to like, oh, I think this is what I want to do in my second action. And if I mess up it totally, there's also this backup action that I can take. So had some neat little things going on with it. I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, played it with Sarah and Larry, I think, maybe. Yep, and Liam. Oh, and Liam, yeah. What did you think of it? Um, it was interesting because everybody is doing similar type actions of they need to go pick up something or go to a certain location, which they're hidden at the beginning of the game, so you kind of have to explore a little bit. Um, or you're trying to also... Um, duel it out with other people on the board and trying to win. So you're you have an extra card um, that you don't play each turn that you can allocate as um, ammunition. So it is nice to oh I'm going to do this that gives me extra ammunition to hopefully win in this duel. Which of course that's also the most powerful card in general. So you get three shots or you can play it in your program. It's yeah it's got some fun stuff going on. Pretty neat. I got to play. Um, Dice Throne um, Marvel, a couple games of that with different characters, which was enjoyable. Um, I do like the new things that some of the Marvel characters bring. And then I also played Cat in the Box. I know you guys have all played that. Um, I realized I played a couple, I played the crew while I was at um, Southern Fred Gaming. So, and I realized trick taking games are difficult to explain the rules. And I think that is yeah, a downfall like, sort of, of trick-taking games. Mm-hmm. Like Cat in the Box was simple enough, but it was still very difficult to try and teach and learn the game. I don't know what it is about the rules of trick-taking, but even though everybody knew how to play trick-taking games, I realized this is not an easy concept to... to well, like we realized... These games, you have to play a practice round just to understand what you're supposed to be doing and the thought process of how you're playing your tricks. Oh, and then it's easy the rest of the time. Right. I think maybe because there are so many variations on trick-taking, sometimes you want tricks, sometimes you don't want tricks, sometimes you have to follow suit, sometimes you don't. Sometimes there's a trump, sometimes there's not. So I think it really depends on each player's background in trick-taking and the types of games they played are going to influence what they maybe assume the rules are going to be for a trick-taking game, and then they have to unlearn some stuff and relearn some things. Yeah, Cat in the Box was, I think you guys have talked about it, but it was interesting because the deck is basically starts off wild and you allocate what color you would like the card that you're going to play for that trick. But everybody, there's a center board with tokens and you can only claim each color in the deck a number one time. So it, and the scoring was a little weird to us, but we enjoyed it. All right, well, let's take a moment to give a shout out to our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Game Toppers LLC. Now, Game Toppers are this ingenious invention, I guess I would call it, product where you can put a luxury table topper on top of an existing table. So 
if you want a recessed playing surface and some nice mats, but you don't want to spend out, shell out thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for a custom table, you can get a topper to put on a table you already have. Maybe a folding table, maybe your dining room table, maybe even a coffee table because they have them in so many different sizes. If you watch any of our videos, we all have game toppers that we're using, so you see them in almost every single video that we show. They're portable. We have two halves that we can put together to make a large table or just the one half to make a smaller square table. Lots and lots of options. Accessories that you can add to your tables for drinks or components, dice trays, screens for DMs, so many options that they have. They've run a few Kickstarters. There's also a web page where you can go to purchase them. Game mats, really, really awesome game mats with lots of different themes. Artists from the board game industry have done mats like Ryan Lockett, Vincent Dutrait, so many other people. Um, Kevin and I, even just on our regular table, use some of the game mats when we play. And this is Game Toppers LLC. I will say one of the things that I've got that I didn't realize how much I would like are the holders, like the bags that hold your game mats. <laughs> I've started taking my game mats to, we took one with us to Southern Pride Gaming Expo because I was like, oh, now that I can just roll it up, stick it in this bag and have a handle on it, like, of course I'm going to take it with me whenever I'm going to go play games. So lots of great accessories there. Absolutely check out Game Toppers LLC. Let's jump into our Kickstarter conniption. Kickstarter Conniption. This episode, we'll be talking about several games coming to Kickstarter, GameFound, and even BackerKit. Uh, the end, last week of July, first week of June. Kevin, start us off. Or August. First week. Or, of- sorry. I said June last episode <laughs> as well. That My brain is That's cool. not recovered from... The Southern, last sleep at Southern Fried Gaming. That's all right. Melissa, what do you have? So I am looking at a reprint, and this is for Foundations of Rome from Arcane Wonders. They're coming back to Kickstarter. And Foundations of Rome is designed by Emerson Matsuyuchi, and it's a city building game. You're building Rome. You have these lot cards that you're going to be purchasing throughout the game, and then each player has a set of 3D buildings that they're going to be putting on the board on the lots that they have already bought. It is a huge square box. It basically fits like a calyx cube. This is a deluxe game. It is on the expensive side, but it's a fairly simple game. It's easy to get to the table. It's probably been one of our most played games this year because it's quick to play. The rules are simple, but it looks so impressive on the table that people really want to play it. We do have the Monuments expansion, which adds some more variability and a little bit more complexity to the game. It also comes with several modules, and all of that will be available in the second printing of Foundations of Rome. There will also be a new expansion Roads of Fortune, and in that expansion it says, Control the borders of Rome to gain power and influence. Don't know much else about the expansion at this point, but I'm sure it will be explained on the Kickstarter page. We have several videos, I believe, on our channel of Foundations of Rome, and I am going to be doing a new video where I compare Foundations of Rome and Dead Reckoning, because that one is also coming back to crowdfunding soon. And they're both large games with big table presence, kind of hefty price tags, though. So I highly recommend Foundations of Rome if you like city building games, a little bit of player interaction on a shared board. There's some really interesting strategy of which buildings do you build? Do you overbuild them and replace them with something else? Foundations of Rome coming August 2nd, I believe. Will? All right, so I'm looking at the Return to Dark Tower second edition printing of this game, which is a remake of the game from 1981. This is the 
really awesome black tower that stands up in the middle of your table and with new technology uh, allows you to play cooperative or competitive games uh, against each other. They had a, a Kickstarter two years ago, uh, which went really well. They sold out of the game. They added some expansions. And so now they're coming back with a second reprint. They're also going to offer all of the sold-out expansions, the Alliances and the Dark Horde, uh, all the accessories that came with the original, the neoprene mat, the coffers tokens, the custom card sleeves. And then in addition to all those things, they're going to also be introducing two brand-new expansions, uh, expansions, Covenant, uh, with brand new characters to play with, uh, and then new treasures and corruptions. And they're also planning to make other announcements during the campaign to, uh, so I'm assuming there are going to be some other additional secret things that we'll find out about soon. This one is coming to backer kit. So if you didn't get a chance to, uh, get on board with their Kickstarter a couple years ago, this is your chance to get it now, as well as some new stuff. I'm sure you'll be able to get the new stuff separate as well too. So if you did get the game, uh, this will be your chance to get some of those other expansions that are hard to get and add Dark Tower to your collection. Sarah, what are you looking at? Coming August 2nd is USC Reach. This is from Arvis Games, and it is a deck-building game where you and the other players are trying to land your ship um, on the um, land safely. Um, so your work, you're building up your crew. That's your deck of cards. And um, this one is interesting in that you are drawing a hand of cards and you're allocating how you would like to use your crew members. Um, some of them are multi-use. And then you can also work on upgrading some of your characters. Um, let them do some training um, instead of doing other tasks. So there will be... Um, uh, event cards that will come up that you'll have to be able to complete or you'll have um, things that will need repaired on your ship. Um, and then you have different mission cards that you will try and use those crew where you have allocated them in your board. So everybody has a little player shield. You'll allocate those cards from your hand where you'd like to use them. You'll reveal. And then depending on um, the requirements for the planet you're currently on, you are going to then use your cards to try and complete these other cards. You've got um, bonuses for um, having upgraded characters and, and all kinds of things in the game. Um, then you put your shield back up, you draw your next hand of cards and from your deck and then allocate those to add to what you've played this last turn. So you'll do that three times for the round um, and then try to complete more difficult missions that have come up. Um, so it's got some um, nice things that are a little bit different for a deck builder. So that is USC Reach. Will, yeah. did you have more to add to that? I do, just that we have a video on our channel as well, so you can check that out if you want to see what it looks like played. It does feature some really sharp artwork and some nice components, and uh, we've had a lot of fun playing that one. Liam has repeatedly asked to play it, so you always know that's a good sign. Yep, I do have one more I want to add, and that is coming uh, July 26th to Kickstarter. That is Junk Drawer. This is a tiling game that is, um, you, everybody has the same, um, 25, 30 pieces of different, all unique shaped tile, like polyomino tiles. And the rules are simple. You just, and these tiles are junk. They are, it's, it's everything you normally have in a junk drawer, which I was surprised. I was like, oh yeah, all these things found in a junk drawer. Um, you reveal four, there's four quadrants on your own little board. You're organizing your junk drawer, getting everything to fit just right. And you, each of those quadrants has its own goal. So you might be trying to get points for placing things around the perimeter of that quadrant or trying to leave certain sized gaps in your quadrant. Or There's a whole pile of cards that come with it that are different goal cards. And there's different weights of cards, um, easy, medium, hard. And you just reveal the four cards one at a time. And each card that gets revealed of the four, you have to put that item in a new quadrant. So it's a little bit of pressure luck in that you might not be able to fit something where you wanted it to go or not the right thing showed up when you wanted it to. So you, um, once you have something that you can't fit, then you're done and you score and uh, hopefully you did well. Some, Depending on the goals, you might want to end early because you'll get more points for having bigger empty space. So it's got some variety to that as well. But that is Junk Drawer 
coming July 26th. Yeah, that one is a lot of fun. And it's one of those types of games where you finish one round and you think, oh, wait, I got to try this again because I could do way better now that I know what I'm trying to do. We've played this with a number of friends, family, and different levels of gamers. And it works really well uh, with everybody. The mechanics are very simpler, simpler, simple. They're very simple. But the... Uh, like the mental exercise into optimizing your score is pretty advanced. So a lot of fun. Check out Drunk Drawer for sure. We're going to welcome a house guest to our house, and we're going to welcome Ignasi from Portal Games. Hey! Hey. Welcome to actually joining us at the house. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been a a lot of fun. We've been able to actually hang out for uh, the last day or so. Uh, Well, maybe just a day. Uh, Ignacy rolled into town this morning, right? And you guys got to hang out today. Uh, Tell us about the arrival, and then we'll jump in at the lunchtime when we join the party. Where were you coming from? Where are you headed to? I was uh, first, yesterday I was in Athens. Yes, this is the city, I guess. Uh, But I'm traveling for a couple of weeks right now. So I was at the Dice Tower Con, and then I went to Dallas, and then I went for different different cities. Uh, so I'm on like a rock star on tourne, uh, <laughs> yes. visiting America with my son and uh, presenting Brazil. So mm, fun time. Yeah, it was really cool. We got to hang out with like, Alexander as well. Uh, today we grabbed some lunch, and then we went back to Kevin's place and played some games together. What did we get onto the table? Well, we played Wormholes from AEG. I uh, taught uh, Ignacy that. What do you, you think of Wormholes? Very interesting. Very thinky game uh, that I was really trying to find the best way to maneuver. I was terrible in it, but I'm definitely getting this game to play with my wife, so I'm very impressed. And then Ignasi uh, and Alexander told, uh, taught us a Brazil Imperial, which we um, played on our live playthrough show, which you can check out on our YouTube channel if you want to watch us play and see who won. I know who won. I know who me won too. too. It'll be a surprise, you guys. Uh, well, I'll spoil <laughs> it for you. It was me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We have to recheck that map. Which game, though? Uh, yeah, I added a point at the end because I forgot to add one. <laughs> so, one more. Mm-hmm. One more point. Throw 61 points. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We got to play that tonight on the show, so you can go check that out. And then where are you headed to next? What's the next stop on your trip? Uh, I'm going to Charleston, I think, the, the, the city, to meet uh, your friends from Rolling Dice and Taking Names. And then I go to Nashville to do some content uh, over there. So and traveling for upcoming uh, days till Gen Con. And then Gen Con, the main event of the summer for all board gamers. Mm, uh, and then going home. So actually our episode, we're talking about Gen Con and hot games at Gen Con. So definitely if you're going to be at Gen Con, stop by the Portal Games booth and say hi to Ignacy and his team there. So now you guys will have Brazil there to play. Not yet quite for sale officially what's the, we what's will, the download we will have a couple of copies to sell but this is a very limited number we're just air shipping directly from the manufacturer and the official three date official release is the end of the September so if you are at Gen Con it's a chance to grab these few copies that we are air shipping to, to Indianapolis so that means you need to make sure you're there the first in day when it opens to get in line because right. this is a good one yeah. All we're going to hear is, oh, I didn't go till day two and they were already sold out. <laughs> or hour we're two is probably, you, you got to get there day one. People will be throwing flip-flops in line like the last time I was there. Uh, what else What else can people be able to pick up at the portal booth? Are you guys going to be demoing a bunch of stuff? Yeah, so we have uh, this uh, beginning of the year, we have uh, three releases. We have uh, Batman Everybody Lies for all of you who like story-driven games. Uh, this is a campaign game. You are trying to help Batman solve some mysteries in Gotham. Then we released the Gutenberg, which is a medium wave Euro game, a massive hit from Essen last year. We have a rights to bring this game to North America, and it was already released. Of course, we are still promoting the game and presenting. And our pre-release at Gen Con will be Brazil. So three new titles from the Portal Games, and then for the Essen, new titles, of course, Eleven and Basilica and many other. Yeah, wow. Great lineup of games. I've played a couple of those. I need to play a couple more of those, I believe. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's been some of the highlights. You've been in the States for a while. Uh, you, It's been a couple of years, right? You haven't been here. Were you here last year as well? No, no. Last year, COVID time, so I yeah. was uh, stuck in Poland. Mm, uh, I love this uh, summer period. For the couple of years, I was coming to Dice Tower Con. Mm-hmm. Now it's called Dice Tower East, right? But it, right. Was, it was called Dice Tower Con. Uh, I had a great time back then presenting Cry Havoc in 2016, uh, Detective in 2018. So it is always a great energy at this convention. And then I'm staying in the States, uh, always meeting with uh, vloggers, videocasters, uh, diff- different uh, influencers, presenting different games, and then staying till Gen Con. So this is the same case this year. 
But this year is special because I came with my son. He just graduated high school. Yeah. So I took him for the trip and we visited in uh, in Florida Kennedy Space Center. Ah, very cool. I strongly recommend all of you who have uh, sons uh, go there because it's like it's amazing. Cool. Game. Yes, you feel like an astronaut. <laughs> mm, you can spend days there. Uh, it's yes, massive. We, we spent a couple of hours there. Mm, and it was not enough, absolutely. You can spend there a lot of time. Great uh, production value of all the presentations, all the, the props uh, and and actual things that, that were in the space. Mm, we also were in aquarium in Atlanta. Mm, also very, very amazing uh, stuff. So, yeah, mm, quite a business trip and uh, also personal stuff. So, very so Definitely, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Jonah, were you just at the aquarium? I was. Too? Uh, just a few weeks ago, I took my uh, kids to the aquarium, so we had a good time. My son was... In love with the hammerhead yeah. sharks. Hammerhead sharks. Yes, Dad, you. look, yes, it's sharks. Yes, I'm like, you. yeah, we're in the shark section. Man. Yeah. There's, sharks. There's sharks everywhere. It's sharks. It doesn't change. Yeah. We all love sharks. Yeah. It was pretty cool. <laughs> we got the whole week. Did you go in the tank? No. So I didn't realize that that was a thing. But if if any of you are paying attention at home, I, I do scuba dive. That's something that I really like to do. It's like really high on my list. So I saw that you could scuba in, in the in the um what do they call it? In the cage Big with the sharks. Thing. But in the other one where the whales are, you can free dive with the whales. Really? Yeah. With wow. the with the uh the big Shamu? with the um Great White? No, I mean they're not Great White. They're not no. Great White. They're um <laughs> the blue whales. I'm not saying the name appropriately, okay. but there's two or three huge whales and, and you can free dive Rex. in there. Yeah, definitely not that. Okay. But uh so Beluga? so now I'm super interested. Now I really want to go back and swim with the fish. That would be pretty fun. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. Good pictures. You go with people, I'm assuming? Yeah. Like, uh, with the tr- Come on, Kevin, you can go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I will go when we all go skydiving. Oh, okay. I'm ready for that too. <laughs> uh, excellent. So you guys are headed to uh Charleston or Charlotte? No, Charlotte. Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh to hang out with Rolling Dice and Dignity, Tony and Marty, and then headed to Nashville. Now are you guys big country music fans? Not, not yet, not yet. I heard uh, the city is amazing, and there's so much uh, live uh, live music on the streets in the pub. So yep. I guess it'll be a couple of very interesting evenings. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. Lots of good food up there as well. What's been the highlight American meal so far? Maybe we should ask your son. What's uh... yeah, he's he's trying different different versions of burgers and all these uh, things. So we are checking um, for me back then and this year as well. Uh, heart ate. And the, the pub in Dallas, super amazing stuff. There you go. Cool. All right, if you're in Dallas, you heard it here first. Go yeah. check it out. Tell us a little bit about um, your other things, like Board Game Insider. Yep, so uh, even though I'm not a native speaker, so you probably already hear that, uh, I'm a podcaster. Uh, I do a podcast with my friend uh, Stephen Bonacor, mm-hmm. um, and this is uh, called Board Game Insider, and we discuss um, industry news in every episode um, from our perspective as a professional uh, people working in the industry. So we, we comment about the changes in the industry, new hires, um, not much about the new releases of the games, but rather of the trends, what's happening in the industry. And we also take uh, questions from the fans. So each episode has a question that people are asking how to get into the industry, how to make this or that, and we are explaining and trying to help. So I hope it is a uh, lot of value for the people who are interested in the business side of the of the, of the of mm, our hobby. So yes, we are doing this for many, many years. Mm, and yes, I'm a podcaster in a foreign foreign language, which is funny. And you also do YouTube videos. Yes, I, I was very active on, on YouTube for a couple of years. Now I took a little bit of break, but uh, if you can find the Portal Games YouTube channel, you will find uh, hundreds of, of videos. Mm, I was posting, I was doing my vlog, I was doing also mm, a segment of 100 videos, like a special project with different topics also about how to design games, how to play test games. Mm, always trying to give some value like work in the industry i know so much more about the industry and i like to share it so i'm very open very transparent and present how i work in this industry that's one of my favorite things about the hobby is people's ability to share information and their their joy in doing it and helping each other along i think that's really fantastic um i was gonna ask you one of the questions oh one of the questions that we got during our live video was what is your favorite game and you gave some specifics which i think our tastes may align on some things what uh Oh, yeah, no. so, <laughs> so mm, uh, the game that I'm 
most excited when I play and I have much more fun is uh, games where you have a lot of table talk. Uh, I love to talk, you already hear it. Uh, I love to out-talk somebody. So all the games that involve negotiations um, and bartering, etc. So um, even Bonanza, about the beans game, Mall of Horror, amazing game about the killing each other at the table. All the games when you have to outsmart somebody, out-talk somebody, all the resistance games, werewords, Mm, uh, these games I tend to win or at least I feel very confident <laughs> when I need to out-talk somebody. Have you uh, gotten to play Moonrakers yet? No, yet. Ah, it's a good one. It's a negotiation-heavy if you oh, do yeah. well at get people on your team. yeah, You'd probably enjoy that. It's, it's, uh, it, it's almost like an optional negotiation. Okay. So you have to complete contracts, which you could do by yourself, but a lot of times they're too tough to do by yourself. So you gather someone. So you have to gather someone and split the reward with that other person. So you have to negotiate the split of the reward, which tends to be pretty fun. <laughs> um, I, I enjoy it a lot because for whatever, <laughs> for whatever reason, I could get myself into the equation <laughs> of does, the contract. Like it, it almost doesn't matter what you, like you have to like be like, okay, Jonah, I'm not taking you on this contract because if you don't, I'll, I'll sneak in there. Like, yeah, I'll just take a coin. Just let me, just let me be it. You know, every time. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We've had a blast playing uh, games together all day, and uh, especially tonight live, and then joining us on the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Safe travels as you head on, and then I'm sure some of us will run into you again at Gen Con. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Bye. Kevin, what are you? You and Melissa are going to Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's getting official back here. What? Uh, where can we find you? And then, yeah, get, get us started. What's your, what are you anticipating most at Gen Con 2022? Sure. So Melissa and I are going to be volunteering at the Keymaster Games booth uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, spending a few hours there. So definitely stop by and say hi. I believe Thursday and Fridays in the afternoon and Saturday and Sunday are going to be in the morning. Um, we uh, will be also running around talking to publishers and all that. Uh, I have a whole, Melissa and I did a whole video of our favorite games that are going to be at Gen Con, and I'm just going to talk about a couple of them. I felt like we've played a lot of these. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, as I went through the list, I was like, oh, we've played a lot of these. Yeah, so our video has it divided into three categories. Games we've already played that we recommend, games that we are going to hopefully demo at Gen Con, but can purchase, and then games that you can purchase. So um, one of them I thought was unique is called the Great American Mail Race. I saw this. This is on my list. Is this on your list too? Yes. All right. Well, okay. I'm a little biased because my dad is a mailman. Okay. What? So, yes. so you're, so you just brought you in because of family. Yes. Um, did you read a little bit about the... I didn't even read anything about it. I saw the box and I was like, oh, I'm buying this game. Yeah. I So the box cover is really cool looking. Got fun art on it. The... Uh, it looks official too, right? It's the actual USPS. Yeah, USPS. Like so a, big, this is from Big Potato, so they probably were able to get the rights to be able to do this game. So it's probably going to be a lighter type game, being a Big Potato game. Uh, the whole like idea of the game kind of really drew me in because you're trying to deliver as much mail as possible. And the, the places that you're delivering mail are places like the best named towns in America, they say, like Jackpot, Booger Hole, and Why Not? So... I, didn't I know even, where two of those locations are. Do you? Are okay. From. I was going to ask if anybody knew where those were. I'm from two of those locations. <laughs> <laughs> and then the way you are delivering the mail looked interesting to me, too, because it says there are 13 official USPS methods of transportation. Did you guys know that there was 13, 13 official USPS? Somebody bring up the list. Does it list them? Because I want to list a few of them. Five foot right. in the truck. In the mule for like the Grand Canyon. I don't know if that's discontinued, but what? I know they the trivia already coming in for like Native American mules. So uh, this also takes history into consideration. There, like Ryan, you know oh. some history of USPS. Yeah, so we got to go bicycles, by train, and by plane. Nope. I know the other one. It's All by boat. It's Thirteen. There is a lake yeah. in yeah. the U.S. that there's a boat that We're only travels. At six. Pony Express. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Horseback. Four is by four. Is that review? It's real? on here. Nice. Yeah, four by four is kind of cool. Hot air I'd be a mailman. Hot air balloon. Hot, hot air, air balloon. balloon. Nobody's delivered mail by hot air balloon. Four by four is kind of cool though. Would you be a mailman if it was like <laughs> get on May TV? <laughs> yeah. In Alaska, probably. Yeah, like yeah. probably. Dog sled? Snow. Is dog yeah. sled on there? I don't know. They only have one more listed in the BGG description. Rocket. 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 What? 
That's not real. Do you think rocket is more like jet or something? <laughs> yeah, maybe like a like, maybe like an is airplane. Like space? Do they deliver mail to space? I guess so. Maybe if you get mail to ISS, right? There we go. And then it would be by rocket. Wait, so question. <laughs> he said hot air balloon. Can you control the direction a hot air balloon is? I sure yeah. Yes. 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 Oh, of course. Yes. I've played How? three did, board games about this. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah. I'm on board did with you think that this. people got in hot air balloons and just went? <laughs> whatever? That is the case. <laughs> <laughs> That's the impression that I'm also on. Are you joking? How, how Why you would you ever get in one if you were if you no. didn't know where you could go? I didn't realize this, but I played a prototype of JB Howells. That is based on Real rock, or hot air balloon racing where you are dropping sandbags on specific <gasps> targets below you. That seems pretty fun. That's pretty cool. But how? I don't, I don't know. How Physics, do you right? Direction? Physics. Heat, air, I can, wind I can speed. can understand up and down and the wind, but there's no like sails or anything. Hot air balloons have no built-in mechanism for steering or propulsion. Bam. It uses the speed and direction in which the wind travels so to move. No control. Right. No control. It's all the wind. However, that <laughs> does not mean that pilots let the balloon amble anywhere. Amble. But I, I, don't, know I don't know what, know what, what that, that means. means. <laughs> right. <laughs> they definitely go it. up in hot air balloons but on a specific path yeah. and come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Using, like, they're like, oh, the wind's going this way today. I'll float this way. Like, is that what it is? Or can you go against the wind? I'm not a hot air balloon. Yes. According to the National Transportation Safety Let's just go up here and see where the wind takes us. Only 16 people have died while hot air ballooning. It seems like way more. 2000 and 2016. (laughs) So it's pretty low. It's safer than cars. Everything's safer than cars. That seems super low. I would assume it was way higher. Is that like pole deaths? Honestly, I do want to do a hot air balloon, but I assume if I get in one that I'll pass. Because it, it does seem unsafe. Very unsafe. Over the side... I do feel like the heat goes out, the fire goes out. There's so many things that can happen. The the balloon drops. Yeah, I watched an Amazon movie one time where it was a storm. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Melissa, what is one of your games that you're interested in? All right, so I love deduction games. Not social deduction where you're lying and bluffing, but like logic deduction. Things like, so Triplanet X, Mastermind. Well, there's a new game call, coming out called Turing Machine. Oh, I saw that. And this is based on, if you've seen the imitation game movie, it's, I believe, World War II code cracking machines to figure out Benedict what. Cumberbatch. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was there. So, um, Turing, I forget his first name, might have been Alan Turing. Mr. Turing. Benedict. <laughs> Benedict Turing. <laughs> it is Alan. Um, anyway was one of the developers of this machine. And anyway, there's a board game based on that where it's you're trying to work together cooperatively to figure out a message and it has it it looks like kind of like punch cards with certain sections punched out so it's looking like you're seeing parts of it and you have to line things up to figure out messages and those sort of things. So Turing Machine from Scorpion Mask. I am hoping to get to play it at Gen Con and see if it is a wonderful deduction game to add to my collection. It looks pretty. One of the games that I'm interested in is uh, Dice. Oh, poor Ryan. Poor Ryan. Did oh, he have okay. one? Jump in, Ryan. I was just going to say one of our family favorite prototypes is apparently on the list to come out at Gen Con. It is Planet Unknown. Oh, yeah. This is a yeah. very popular. We we bust it out popular. all the time. It's one of Katie's favorites. You still have the prototype? Prototypes. Yeah. It's awesome. Highly recommend it. It's You are drafting tiles and filling out. You're like, what's it called? Not landscaping, but planetizing. Tableau building. Terraforming. <laughs> Terraforming. You got it. A planet. And, uh, you, you know, th- different things do... Uh, give you different bonuses. There's different tracks you're working on depending on uh, what land you put down. And then you're, you've got, like, these rovers you're moving around and collecting pods and stuff. It's fun. Is that the one with the Lazy Susan or is that a different one? Yeah, there's Lazy Susan. Yeah. That you, cool you control uh, what the next person is able to draw from. So The next person? Oh, not you. Interesting. Oh, I haven't I played think, this yet. I think you draw... I don't... I haven't played it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you draw from what's in front of you, but you can, like, turn it... So that it messes up the next person. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> what, I, just, what their I like choices it even are. more. Yeah. 
Interesting. Uh, what I was about to jump in and say was uh, one of my favorite games is Dice Tower, not Dice Tower, Dice Hospital, which has a dice. No, it doesn't have a dice tower in it. <laughs> where you are, it's a pip, pip, pip manipulation game where you're trying to cure and save as many people as you, as many dice as you can before they reach six and die, or one, because they reach one and die. Uh, they are introducing a new roll and write game because you got to have a roll and write version of everything. So it's called Dice Hospital ER Emergency Roll, and it's a one to six player dice hospital themed roll and write, which sounds perfect. I'm excited about it. So that one looks fun. Jonah, what are you excited about? I'm excited about so many. I, I don't think I can pick one as of yet. We I, we we did a 30 minute video, yeah. and I still had like probably 30 I could have talked about. Yeah, I am really happy and excited that we've played so many. I'll say it again because I as I go through the list, I'm like, wow, these are some good games. I already and I know that, <laughs> yeah. that because I played them, and that's really cool. Uh, AG's got a few that are coming out at uh, Gen Con. Wormholes. Uh, Wormholes is pretty good. And then uh, what about uh, the Guild for Merchant Explorers? Is that already out, or is that Gen Con uh, I release? think it's this summer, so okay. it counts. Cool. Uh, uh, and that one's really fun. I, I enjoyed that every time I played it. Um, and uh, You guys are going to miss out on the media event that Melissa and I are going to at Free AEG. Oh, Get us a well, lunchbox. Do you remember that from last time? I do remember. They do put on a good media event. I do remember. And uh, and they release, uh, tell you about all the new stuff coming and get, let you try a few and it's pretty cool. Sarah, do you have another one? Uh, mansplaining. That's uh, Mondo Davis and Fertessa. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I got to play this a number of times as a prototype when they were working on the design and it's loads of fun. Loads of fun. It is fun. It's a word game where you have like a list of words that you're trying to secretly sneak into the story that you're telling. Mm-hmm. And so you're, they're all kind of weird but words. You're like giving directions on how to do something. That's funny. Or a situation. Yeah. So not only are you trying to get them to guess through a very verbose description, verbose description, uh, an actual concept like how to do laundry or whatever, but you're also trying to sneak in words like cornucopia and fortitude or whatever, just super random words. So you're just talking for two minutes, trying to use as many words as you can, okay. and everybody else is trying to listen in and guess like what, what the words what are, are, the keywords, oh. what they're called, and what is he actually describing. Okay, and so sometimes the words are so hard that you just like I can't make a sentence out of these words. That's funny. Other times, the people who are, are good at the game start throwing in other words that sound like keywords that are super oh. weird. Yes. So then your brain is doing all these exercises where you're trying to describe a thing, use a bunch of real words, throw in a bunch of other fake words and make it seem like you were, had to use them. Like your own personal thesaurus? Right. Yeah. Love and it. then vote on it at the end. It okay. is fun. It's not for, this is the type of party game where you have to have people who are extroverts. Okay. The people who are like quiet and are trying to describe it. That we one time we played it with this girl who was like, I nope, uh, uh, I just can't do it. I'm done. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. <laughs> no, I I would slightly disagree with that. I I think if you um, you think she didn't quit. <laughs> well, we were also playing in a very large group of like twenty people, and and so that in an in and of and it was a lot of media and and mm-hmm. a lot of well known people in the industry, so. It was a little intimidating. I I understand why a couple of people were like not wanting to participate. Um, but as far as if you're playing with friends or in a group, um, it's if you have a, a good vocabulary, I could see how it would be difficult for maybe a non uh, English first language speaker could be could be tricky. Or but, for younger people, too. It's not like it'd be hard for kids to play without it being obvious that they were sticking in the word gotcha yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah but most of the players were able to add words in to try and cool. grow off that were just you know random descriptive words that they added to their it reminds me i haven't played it but it reminds me a little bit of some of the exercises we would do in my creative writing classes Definitely. where the teacher came in and basically was like i heard this snippet of conversation today in the hallway and I need this type of person and this object and I need you to write a paragraph on it. 
<laughs> right now. <laughs> yep, that, that's very wow. much so. It was definitely my type of game. It was a lot of fun, and uh, it's a great combo. Fortessa and Mondo are, are super fun folks, so cool. check out Mansplaining at Gen Con. Speaking of AEG that Jonah was talking about with some games that they're bringing to, um, to retail, uh, one that I haven't played yet is called Ready, Set, Bet. Um, and I think this is going to be released at Gen Con. It's for two to nine players. So lots of players. Plays in about 45 to 60 minutes. And I um, am a big fan of these horse racing betting games like Long Shot the Dice Game, the, the regular Long Shot, um, other ones in that sort of vein. So I'm interested in playing this one, uh, betting and... About camels? Camel oh, up. Camel Up. There you go. Yeah, I like right, that one. Love, I didn't love. know if it was just horses. Just or, horse racing. No, just horse oh, racing. Horse racing. Okay. Yeah, no, Camel Up is a good one, too. Uh, this plays over four rounds, it says, and you're betting on uh, the horses going around the track, and I think the horses are moving based on um, roll, rolls of dice. So I'm interested in how that works. It is from John DeClaire, I believe. Yeah, designed, designed by John DeClaire. He's put out some other really good yeah, games. Yeah. So that's Ready, Set, Bet. So I'm going to talk about some games that did not make it into our Gen Con video. Mm. And this is Break from first. Yes, from Cosmos. So I love escape room games, the exit games, and a few are coming out this summer. I believe the Lord of the Rings themed exit game is coming out. So I'm looking forward to that. They also have new exit puzzles. I've done a few of the puzzles, really enjoyed them. Some new ones are coming out, so hopefully I can try those out. And Cosmos also has the adventure games, which are a little deeper. They're usually longer, two, three hours, and you're going through a story that also has puzzles and a choose-your-adventure type of aspect. And I believe another one or two adventure games are also coming out. So definitely want to go by the Cosmos booth and see what they have on the Exit and Adventures line. Agree. I know there's a few things from 25th Century Games that is on the list of what's going to be at Gen Con. One of the things that piqued my interest was the game Blazon. I've gotten a little bit into genealogy, specifically heraldry recently, and a Blazon is the... Uh, verbal description of what is on a heraldic shield. So in this game, you've got some shields that have different requirements for them, and on a turn, you'll be either collecting elements or placing those elements on your shields to try to achieve points. Just sounds interesting to me. It's uh, peaks, you know, hits one of my current interests, and I always know uh, 25th century games. They usually do really good games, so. I just recently found out that I, through my mother, I have a heraldic her, heraldic shield um, through Essex. It's got three swords on it. Ooh. There it is. So you're special. Yep. Are you descended from the the Dukes of Essex? I think I am. So 14 generations back, they found the um, wow. the Delp line. Delp. I think Sounds Will's like family. Well, no, I guess it wouldn't be the Delp is line. An English be. name. There is a family shield and stuff. And I played the game, and it's fun. You have played the game? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Blazing. I, I think we did a Kickstarter preview of it a while back. And it's, yeah, it was a good oh. one. We'll have to, it maybe it's a, somewhere. It's a, it's a I think we shipped it on to yeah. another oh, yeah. reviewer. It was good. It was a good time. I know. <laughs> Secret playing games. One of the games that I'm excited about that I also similar had an opportunity to play an early prototype on is First in Flight from Genius Games. Oh, is this about uh, hot air balloons and how they can move? It says steer. No, but it's steer. Similar. Very new, similar. Okay. Uh, the uh, Wright brothers in their flight. It is. Perfect. you In the game, it's a Rondell-style board where you will be going around and basically researching and, and improving your ability to fly a plane, and then you can do test flights, which is a little bit of a deck-building type of mechanic, and you'll be revealing cards from your deck to see how far your plane can fly, and obviously your plane will crash at some point, so it's a little bit of a push your luck to see how far you think you can go. Uh, the further you fly, the more rewards that you'll get, which will allow you to build better planes in the future. We played probably the ugliest prototype of a game that I've ever played when we first Not played true, this. Close. I mean, it was, it was, it was just paper scraps. It was, yes, paper I've, scraps. I've played some pretty ugly prototypes. This one was this terrible. This was okay with paper scraps. It was literally paper pasted onto paper. And, the uh, worst. The worst. <laughs> and uh, But I thoroughly enjoyed just the mechanics to it. And I was like, man, once this looks better, it's going to be great. About a year later, I got to play a second prototype of it, which was still kind of just colored printed paper stuck on paper 
already better. The artwork for the finished game looks incredible. So I think this is going to be a really, really solid gameplay uh, experience because it has a, a very fun... Like, you kind of feel like, oh, I'm getting closer. I'm almost going to bust free of these earthly bounds and fly into the sky. And uh, and now it will look great as well. So yeah, I'm this one's designed one. by Matthew O'Malley and Ben Rossett, who have done a lot of other great games. Yeah. Now, I think it probably is only available for demo oh, because it was just on crowdfunding. So it it's was. probably just a demo copy available at Gen Con. I don't even think they're going to actually have it totally finished by Essen either. So it's probably going to end up being a 2023 release, but they will have demo copies to show off. I saw Fit to Print in the list. <laughs> woot, woot. That blessed. made it on my video. Yep. Uh, I don't even care what it is. If it's sounds great. It is... Uh, <laughs> The description is, race to arrange the perfect front page of a woodland newspaper. So it's got woodland animals working in the local newspaper, building out today's headlines. Yes, it's tiling. It is real time, although it has I still enjoy real time. It has a few modes that are not real time, so there's several ways you can play. I believe that's also one that's going to be demo only, not okay. quite available yet, but it did make it on my Gen Con video. So talking about uh, we this could be its entire own episode, but uh, Flat Out Games Cascadia just oh, yeah. won say we the spiel. Definitely want to give a big shout out to them. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I thought that that game was definitely leaps and bounds above the others that were nominated for that category. So, but congrats to them because I it is definitely uh, deserving of the award. It's a good gameplay to that one, and uh, it's open ended enough on where you put tiles and all that that uh, makes the rules easy for gamers and non gamers alike. So uh, I'll mention Terracotta Army from Board and Dice. You're going to give like all everything away from our whole video? I mean, it was on my list too. I could talk about how cool the cover looks. <laughs> yeah. I. It has circular rings, I think, for your action area where you're taking action. So I don't know if those rings twirl or not, but um, I thought that was interesting with where you're taking actions and then there are terracotta army soldiers that you're putting into like the the crypt area and based on the way they're connected it's going to do different things and score different ways yeah i don't know anything about it other than that in general the terracotta army is very fascinating historically and the cover for it looks super intriguing so now what caught my attention one other one that caught my attention is called home sweet home or not from Devere Games, and I don't even really know what all is going on in the game, except for that you are trying to return everything to normal. I don't know what that means. Uh, Devere has put out a lot of like simple, fun games in the last year or two that I've or that I've been introduced to in the last year or two uh, that I've had a lot of fun with, and I am usually delighted by their simple mechanics and fun little twists and turns so this looks like another small box game it's from uh paul peterson is the designer of it and it just looks like a cute little fun experience anything else does that wrap it up i'm sure melissa has a bunch more you can definitely check out kevin and melissa's video on youtube now uh that has how many games on it how many games did we talk about on the yeah. video well we talked for a half hour a half hour <laughs> of gaming so there we like go three four <laughs> yeah so three or four I mean, especially if we went and uh, waxed eloquent about the Great American Postal Race one. <laughs> right. I have to say, Why Not is in Nebraska. And I oh, thank you, Sarah. Why Not? So, it down. Very cool. Uh, no, we probably talked about 20-ish games. Okay. So, so yeah, definitely check out that video. If you're going to be at Gen Con, there will be, I'm sure, tons and tons more to check out. But that will maybe give you some guidance as you're trying to keep an eye out for some of the hot new fun things that are coming. Uh, and then, yeah, be sure to swing by the Keymaster booth. Ask Kevin to do a magic trick for you and uh say hi and uh until the next con which is not for a while what do we got packs or something essen tantrum house party tantrum house party oh house party did we tell you guys about that yet i feel like we might have if we didn't though you should definitely check out tantrumhouse.com forward slash house 
underscore party. You can learn about our event that's coming up the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of September, where we're going to be, be playing games online, uh, a lot of which, hopefully many to all of which, you can play along with us at home. So we're trying to make this a very uh, interactive experience. We want to have some fun as we uh, welcome the school year, the fall. I don't know what we're welcoming, but uh, just hanging out, having some fun, playing some games online, and we'd love you to tune in uh, for those three days of gaming. What are we duning in? Right. Did you say dune in? Just <laughs> still thinking about our like, dune conversation from earlier. We didn't make it into the Show podcast. Me. Listen after that credits for Jonah's take on the dune movies. No. No. Okay. There's <laughs> only right. one movie also. That's well, there's a really one. old one, right? No, no. There's, there's actually two other. Yeah. Oh. There's an old one and then there's a mini series. The mini series is the best. See, is it? I'm glad I can. New movie? Yeah. I can the old speak. one's amazing because you can watch, see John Luke Picard with hair. What? The man had Patrick hair one, at one point? With like a wig on. I don't know. A wig? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Sting is one of the bad guys. Oh, He's like okay. a s- sexy Harkonnen. It's weird. <laughs> All right. Well, no, we're doing it. I didn't even have to say it after the credits. Can't wait. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Tuning in. All right. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Tantrum House Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tantrumhouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House, 306 Berry Drive, that's B-A-R-R-Y, Greer, South Carolina, 29650.